This episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine patrons that support us through patreon.com slash Rant. You can support us for the low, low price of $1 a month, and you can get exclusive content, including a monthly wrap-up for the New York Red Bulls. We want to send a special shout-out to our patrons who support us at $5 a month. That is our producer-level reward. Thank you to Jeremiah Dempster, William Martin, Clayton John, and Christopher Admack. Now, on to the show. This is the Red Bull Ramp Podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the Seven Rent. This is the Red Bull Ramp Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman. That's episode 370. Oh, no. We suck again. <laughs> oh, boy, Dewey. Yep. Uh, I, I've seen this been thrown around on Reddit. Like, do you, How much is that Miami match being canceled part of this problem that we're in now? You, th- you think having that relatively easy match not happen just like made this team worse? Crushed all confidence. Yeah, sucked through their life force. It might also be because we have strikers that can't score goals, but you know that's another thing. Side well, the point, right? Yeah, I mean, come on, let's not get in the way of some good, uh, some good speculation now. <laughs> <coughs> all right, so DC away. Uh, Red Bulls lose their first ever game at Audi Field, uh, one nothing loss. Uh, Truman, do you have the tweets ready to go? Or do yeah. you need me to? Okay. No, we got a few. Uh, here's here's the easy one. Alex Parisi says, uh, worst loss of the season. <laughs> That's saying a lot. Uh, Tonino M said, looks like this team just started playing together last week. Kind yeah. of true, right? I mean, kind of true. And then uh, Ruchesco said, it's Red Bull's refusal to send over an emergency <laughs> CB. Struber's punishment for ditching Salzburg in 2018. A bench kid from Leafering has to be better than Tom the Keystone Cop Edwards. What a spud. What a description. I don't think Edwards is that bad, especially since he's playing out of position. I was going to say, he might arguably be the best defender we have on the team at the moment. But he is hurt. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, rough. Uh, So let's get into... This one with our likes and dislikes. Uh, Pat, you can go first. What do you dislike the most about this one? Uh, I mean, well, I kind of just said it in the opening. Uh, you know, the the offense is just, and I, I've been harping on it week after week after week, our, our forwards are not scoring goals, and our forwards have to score goals. And it's the this team has got to stop with the whole, oh, maybe we can build this guy up. No, you need a proven goal threat. You know, you need proven goal threat until that one guy is ready. When that guy's ready, you sell the proven growth threat if you want. But until that happens, you need somebody who can put the ball in the back of the net. This team clearly shows no interest in doing that. Um, because, I mean, I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's an expansion team. Uh, I do think the error good feelings that we had for a few games there, I think it's over. Uh, um, I mean, at this point, I think we realistically have to consider this team is not making the playoffs this year. Because nobody's putting the ball in the back of the net. And it's just, 
Fabio is again. I said I'm just pretty much reiterating everything I said last year, last week. Fabio, I'm very much at this rate hoping is just a one and done. Goes back to Brazil after this. Uh, Kamala, we'll see. But I'll say this much: he's a designated player. You cannot, if you're a designated player, you cannot score only three goals on the season, uh, like he has so far. Uh, you have to be more impactful. So he's a waste of a designated player right now. And it's just supremely disappointing. And then on top of that, I mean, this is something that I do think will write itself at some point. But, uh, you know, Caden Clark, he's got the rust on there. He, he just doesn't look himself so far uh, since he's come back. I do think uh, that, of course, I do think is something that will fix itself in time unless uh, his appendix was his lucky appendix. So <laughs> let's just hope it was not a lucky appendix. Uh, just to pile on a little bit, it won't be my dislike, but I mean, maybe what the team needs and we know they won't get is a very strong attacking center midfielder, a uh, guy who can spray the ball around and get it to the forwards and maybe give them more chances to score instead of that's trying to pass the ball to each other back and forth saying, you go, no, you score. No, you try to score. You try to score. Uh, maybe that's the guy we need. We know the Red Bulls aren't going to go on and get that player. Just saying maybe that would help a little bit. Uh, but of course my dislike is just yet another god-awful, unnecessary turnover leaving, leading to the only goal of the game. I mean, just more just atrocious. One play just cost them again. Mm-hmm. One play is just costing this team points over and over and over again. I would say, uh, off the top of my head, the L.A. game. They could have got gotten out of there with a draw if it wasn't for a god-awful turnover. I mean, the Philly game's just falling asleep at the wheel on that throw. And again, that's how I feel about it. And then this game, just terrible, terrible turnovers. Just get the ball the hell out of there, man. Mm-hmm. Just, it's so unnecessary. And just seeing it again and again just drives you completely insane. That was going to be my dislike. And as much as it didn't ultimately hurt the team, the, you know, the Orlando game, they gave up that that. Daryl DK turnover that made it one one. Thankfully, we, we scored to, to win, but still, like, and it's not even the fact that it's turnovers; it's turnovers by the defense, mm-hmm. right? These are it, these are the guys that are supposed to be the most solid part of the team, right? They're supposed to obviously keep the ball in the net. They're supposed to, in this, in theory, in this case, help us work the ball out of the back, you know, to get something going. And they can't keep the ball. They can't get it up into position to make anything worthwhile in the attack. It's I, I don't know. When I see a horizontal pass and they get easily intercepted, it just boggles my mind. It's not even like it was a cross-field pass. It was between two center backs and they got intercepted. And it's just it, at a professional level, you have to be better than that. You can't be giving away easy turnovers and leave your goalkeeper to fend for himself. And I gave Cornell a lot of slack or a lot of uh, guff earlier this year, but Jesus, I mean, that guy's been relatively standing on his head for the last few weeks and he has no support in his back line to help him get those shutouts. Yeah. He was not stopping that one. There wasn't a chance. Of no. Hell. no. Uh, likes of the game. Jim, you go first. What'd you like about this? God, I don't know. Nothing. I guess uh, they only gave up a goal. <laughs> That's all I can say is that uh, 
they're not they're not giving up tons of chances. Unfortunately, the ones they do give up are just god awful. Um, but I guess anything to take out of it is that they are not getting blown out, and they didn't get blown out against DC. So maybe there's some if they could just like Pat said, if their force can just get going, then that one goal, that one bad turnover, won't mean as much. Plain and simple. I guess likes would be that I had to watch this uh, on uh, DVR, so I got to fast forward through some stuff. So I didn't waste as much time with this game. I I don't know if I have anything to like about this game, honestly. Um, yeah, I I really don't have anything to like. Um, it was a slog. It was ugly. It was an ugly it, game. How, how else can you describe game. it? It was a brutal game. Yeah. It's funny, though. I will say this much. I mean, I guess we'll just jump in. We don't even have to say afterthoughts. We'll just say we're now in afterthoughts. Um, about the offense, again, the complete lack of imagination and just awful, awful, awfulness. And to be fair, it's funny. Like the one time they absolutely should have kicked it away, they didn't. And then far too many of the, any other times when they actually should have attempted to build a possession, they just booted it downfield. And it's just like with like a prayer of like, eh, maybe it'll get to somebody in a dangerous position. And the, the offensive game plan was just extremely unimaginative. Uh, the only time I guess maybe they tried to have imagination was the worst possible time to do that. And they turned the ball over and get a goal scored on them. But <laughs> it's it just, I mean, yeah, it was, it was a, horrendous game to watch. I mean, overall, I mean, I, I, I can't even imagine DC fans enjoyed it that much for that matter. No. I mean, it was that bad of a game. Because let's face it, their team was not good either. Yeah. Remember when we were exciting? Ah, those are the good old days. Bring back, bring back Marsh Ball. Fuck that. Bring back Thierry Henry. Yeah, well, he, he was just exciting too. Well, he's not coaching... Um, Montreal anymore. Maybe we can get him to come over here. Yeah. He, since he wouldn't be uh, have his family in Canada, he'd be stuck in the United States. It might work. Mm-hmm. Um, my afterthought, this is purely me complaining about this, the TV situation. I actually was able to watch this over cable or YouTube TV, but I had to suffer through the god-awful DC Announcers, Truman, I don't know if you got to do it too for MLS Live, but. Uh, oh, yeah, you do. Uh, I don't know. I live, I live in New Jersey in the New York Metro TV area, and I have cable, so I got I got go, good old Shep and the Kanji Man, baby. Maybe I, I need to borrow somebody's login to, from MSG Go or yeah. something. I watched most of this game on my phone, so I kept it pretty quiet. So I didn't have to really pay attention to the commentary, which was made a little bit more tolerable. I will say, though, I mean, I do have the same uh, uh, one, just one little comment about it all. And I I think I, again, something else I harped on last week. And it's a criticism that can really go sports wide during the pandemic with all these away announcers staying home in their home stadiums. But it's just you got to send the announcers to the stadiums if they miss so much unless they're there. Like you know, they have to, like there'll be a basic announcement. Like, oh, we just got to wait on confirmation that that's what we saw. 
And it's just like, I hate well, if you think about it, down. if you think about it, even before COVID, um, they were doing most of those away games yeah, in the were, studio, you know, so was, they, they were doing brief, it there. There was a brief period. They actually sent them to away stadiums. I do remember that. And I forget what seasons it was, but, uh, yeah, it's, but still, it's just, yeah, it's awful. Baseball, they haven't even sent um, away crews. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Let's talk about. It, oh, it's just, I feel bad for those announcers because you, you don't get to see your own broadcast. You don't get to focus on your own players. It's just yeah. you're stuck with the other team's feed, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, they, they, I think on the fan here they play pretty much, uh, what's their names, uh, John Sterling and uh, what's-her-face's daily – Susan Walman's daily like exasperation of not knowing what the hell is going on in the game because they're watching yep. a feed. Yep. John said, "Well, uh, I would like to tell you that it was a ball four, but we can't really tell from here in the booth." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hopefully, I don't know, maybe like a year or two. This isn't so much of a problem, but like Truman said, MSG has been doing this for years. I mean, I remember, I can't remember exactly when it was, but like maybe two or three years ago, there's one, especially because it was on, MS, on MLS Live, where the home team didn't have the feed, so we got MSG. But MSG lost the feed for a good, like, ten minutes and was just sitting in the studio speculating about what was going on. <laughs> and, no, I I was, and, and at that time, I was trying to, like, find, like, a stream of the home team. I couldn't find one. I, I don't know, like... In this, the thing that baffles me in this day and age, even if you can't send the people there, most of these stadiums, if not all of them, should have like fiber optic connections and get a gig plus of upload download speed easy. And you should be very able to get this in near real time back to your your production facility. That's it's not the and, issue. It's not. No, the issue. Not, no but it, I'm just. It, but that would help. I don't think it would. If they need to see the entire scope of the field, because they can't control when, you know, the DC, the people in DC cut away from the yellow card being given to the player to show something else, and then you have to wait just a couple of seconds to find out who got that yellow card. They they need to be in the stadium. MSG sure. needs to quit being cheap. Uh, you know. I mean, you know, how many years has, uh, you know, what's his face? Uh, Jim Dolan written bad checks for bad basketball players on the New York Knicks. He can afford to send Steve Kandrosi <laughs> and Shep Messing to the fucking stadium. And the Yankees can really afford to send Susan Wallman and John <laughs> Sterling to the goddamn baseball games. See, that one, the baseball one surprised me. Like, at least with soccer, you could argue, well, it's once a week that it's – it's not a sustained cost, but like baseball, that's, that's been baked in for years. Like mm. even, okay. Last year I would say for baseball, I'd like, give you a pass, but this year with vaccines I, and stuff, I, at some point you've got to say yeah. that they, they realistically, they have enough of a safety net that they could go to those stadiums to do this kind of get things. But well, let's not get into that. Well, I'm not getting too far into it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's just cut it there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so prediction stains. I I don't think there's been a change over the last few weeks. I mean, nobody got this one right, so 
you know, we've been holding steady for quite a while now. Hmm. Finally, our fucking finally we have a swim race where we're going to come in one, two. Jesus Christ. Took long enough. Sorry. Watching the Olympics here, people. Yeah, I'm watching it, too. All right, uh, so let's talk about the Red Bulls game uh, coming up this weekend. Saturday, July 31st, 6 p.m., they'll be hosting the New England Revolution uh, on MSG and ESPN+. Truman, since you're in the lead, you go first. What are your predictions for Saturday? What what gives up? What gives in first? The Red Bulls' superiority over the Revs at home? Or the fact that the New England Revolution is really, really fucking good this year and has no fear playing on the road against other teams. <laughs> I'm scared. Uh, I oh god, we've seen we just saw that game against DC. That was just utter trash. Um, they're not scoring more than a goal of the game right now, <sighs> but they're playing at home. It's one of those things. I just can't. I can't give them that home advantage in this game, and I. We, I even said earlier this season we could just call every game a 2 nothing win depending on who's home. But I can't do it right now. I just can't. The Revs are good. Red Bulls are uh, very, very bad right now. Uh, I could definitely see them losing a 2-1 to one game. That's what I'm going with. 2-1 loss. Very unfortunate. I would love to see them win this game. But it's just nothing makes me feel good about this game at all. Yeah, Yeah, we're not even close to – being able to beat New England, no matter where we play. Um, I'm going with the result we saw, unfortunately, earlier this year, a 3-1 loss. We, like you said, we're not scoring any more than one goal a game. I think at this point we're probably averaging less than a goal a game. And New England's just that good. Um, Literally the only reason that they are not top of the league is because Seattle is that much better. And it's just ridiculous how strong the top of the league is this year. Um, so I, I just see pain in the future of Red Bulls this weekend. 3-1 loss. That's where I'm going. Uh, I'm not quite going 3-1, or but I'm also not quite going as confident as 2-1. I'm going with a 2 nothing loss. Uh, I just... Until Fabio and Kamala prove me wrong, until, uh, you know... Killing Car comes back from or Killing Car, Jesus, this guy from MLSsoccer.com. Uh, <laughs> why am I blanking on our young our wonder guide? Um, Caden Clark. There you go. Good job, me, Caden Clark. Until Caden Clark comes back uh, from uh, you know his in, fully from his injury. Um, I just you know. It's I don't see them scoring any goals here. And yes, as you both mentioned, New England is really fucking good this season. So uh, yeah, I just don't see us having a good one. Uh, although it seems like every time I decide to go with whatever streak the Rebels are on, they immediately do the opposite. So you're welcome, Rebel fans, because they'll probably now win. <laughs> no points for us because Pat picked the loss. Yep. All right, any other thoughts on the New England game? Yuck. Uh, I hope to be watching it on a rooftop in Lavalette to at least, st- uh, you know, numb the pain. I may not be watching this one live, which would be good, because then I can just fast forward. 
or skip the second half, depending on how bad the first is. All right. Uh, New York Red Bulls 2. Uh, last match, they lost 3-1 to the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Next match is going to be Saturday uh, at the Sacramento Republic. They're number 7th in their conference, 3-4-7 and seven record, 13 points. Looking like they're not making the playoffs this year. I mean, it's the development team of the development team. So runs its family. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gotham FC they uh, won their match or the last match two one versus the Chicago Red Stars. Next match is August first against the Houston. Or sorry, at the Houston Dash, and they are currently number two in the NWSL, five four and one record, nineteen points. Man, I, I said it before it came on. They're having a good year this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, with that, it's time for the dumping ground. That soundboard was working when I. <laughs> we were waiting, man. Truman, draft, Truman man. heard it too when he jumped on. Um, uh, son of a bitch. Oh, well. All right, just imagine that the soundbite played. You should probably go Red Bull dumping ground first, right? Yeah, well, I just wrote stuff in oh, where it came to my head. But, yeah, let's do Red Bull dumping ground first. So, you, Pat, since you put those in there, you can lead off with them. All right, well, according to The Athletic, Kyle Duncan is uh, out of contract at the end of the year, which means he can be signed away on a pre-transfer. And he's apparently drawing interest from French clubs Metz and Montpellier. Or Montpellier, I don't know, however you say it, and at least one unnamed Bundesliga's club. So, uh, wouldn't be the greatest news for the Red Bulls, but would be good for U.S. national team to have another guy go to Europe. But we'll see what happens. Apparently, the Red Bulls are attempting to re-sign him. Uh, the other news, and this was just really a blurb on MLSsoccer.com, is that Gerhard Struber says he expects to get have one or two signings on the way, with one in particular being a center back because they're so thin at that position. I would, Gerhardt, I would personally say you're not wrong, but maybe one of them should also be a forward or, I know Truman said attacking midfielder. I would say attacking winger personally myself, give the team a bit more width. But, you know, I also wouldn't be opposed to getting an attacking midfielder too. So maybe somebody can score some fucking goals. So that's uh, just my thought there. And then I guess you really read up on the, the next Red Bull tidbit more than myself. Oh, yeah, read up as in just happened to stumble upon it. Um, <laughs> hey, it did, though. So, uh, apparently, the Red Bulls have signed 18-year-old Ugandan midfielder Steven Serrata. Uh, and I'm going to butcher the team's name, too, because apparently that's how everything's going to go tonight. From Kampala Capital City Authority FC, which is a mouthful. Um, this has been confirmed by the team in Uganda. As far as I know, it has not been confirmed by the Red Bulls. So who knows if this is actually happening? Um, supposedly, he is coming at an undisclosed fee with a 10% sell on clause if he were to be transferred out of MLS. So. Clearly not the need right now, because if this was, it wouldn't be an 18-year-old from Uganda. Um, but maybe something down the line? Maybe. And hopefully. I mean, uh, uh, maybe I'll, wear, I'll wear my Uganda jersey to the, a game sometime if he uh, actually turns into something. 
Yeah, so according to the, the team's website, um, Ibrahim Sagai, who's currently assistant coach, came from there. Oh. So so there might be some connection with Sagai and that, that team that got this guy here. Oh. Yeah, the uh, Rebel signed Sagai when I was in Uganda. There you go. How about that? And I remember uh, Dave Martinez saying, get me the scoop. I was like, all right. And so I was in a bar in Uganda. I was like, hey, um... Ugandan people, you ever hear of Ibrahim Sagaya? And they're like, yeah, how is he? They're like, is good. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so, and then uh, and I imagine this could sign with Red Bulls because I definitely wore Red Bulls gear when I was in Uganda as well. So he's probably like, I'm going to play for that team one day. Past the Uganda connection. That's what it That's is. Me. It's all me, people. All right. Um so international uh, U.S. men are currently into the semifinals of the Gold Cup, where they'll be taking on Qatar on uh, Thursday. And that's why I recorded this today, actually, because we don't want to do this on the same day as that game. Yeah. Uh, Thursday the 29th at 7.30 p.m., and I'm so thankful we got the early kickoff. Oh, yeah, thank God. Because I believe the second one was set for 10. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I have good good hours this summer, but still, I've, uh, these late games have not been fun. Which, and I get they're trying to rush this through because of COVID and all that stuff. But why are you stacking up the semifinals on the same day like this? Because oh. I can just call, I could see it now where somehow the Red Bull, or sorry, the U.S. goes to penalty kicks and pushes the second game back by at least half an hour. Oh. Listen, if they're going to penalty kicks against Qatar, then just problems. then just pack up the bus and just don't show up for the finals. <laughs> just, just well, don't don't be shocked if they don't do great because Qatar has been playing very very well and we have a B minus team. Uh, I mean, now I'm pissed because I want to like I I am was all for the game plan of this uh, Gold Cup, which was find players who can contribute. For the uh, World Cup qualifying, which I think they have found some guys. I mean, I, you know, James Sands being one. Uh, Gianluca Busio, not bad. Maybe needs a little more time to marinate. Um, Miles Robinson's been fantastic. Um, trying to think who else. Uh, Daryl DK's been kind Darryl, of okay. Daryl DK, eh, I would not trust him in a World Cup qualifier the way no, he's playing. But he hasn't, dis- it's not like he shit the bed either. I mean, he's been there. Uh, he was good in the team against Martinique. Yeah, and everyone was. Everyone was. Yeah, and, but he did. But he didn't show up against Jamaica. He didn't show up against Jamaica. He didn't show up against Canada. Uh, but there, there was another. I mean, to be fair to him, uh, I believe it was Total Soccer Show podcast I was listening to in their analysis. He literally has been playing nonstop for a year. Like he made his professional debut about a year ago. Uh, played the rest of that season in Orlando. Got shipped off to Barnsley. Uh, come back, immediately start playing again with Orlando. So he hasn't really rested. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's yeah, and he's young, and that's the other thing. Like you know, but when I say this, don't think Sam saying Daryl DK is done. You know, he, he's young. He's still got time uh, to pick up his game at some point and maybe do something for the national team. But that being said, against Qatar. I gotta say, I want to see my old nemesis Giassi Zarda starting <laughs> because I, I do not want to lose, do not lose, want to lose to Qatar at all. That would be the worst. Um, the other player I would have to say has uh, been played very well 
and has probably earned himself some minutes in qualifying will be Matthew Hoppy. Uh, he's somebody who really came out of left field. I mean, I believe I read the story about him. He was actually cut by the LA Galaxy youth development program before eventually making his way to Germany and playing for Schalke. So another good story there. Uh, oh, Matthew Turner. Cool. Very good. Playing, having a very good tournament. Um, in terms of the young guys, that's it. And Kellen Acosta, I think he's earned his spot as uh, Tyler Adams' backup. But, yeah, I really do wish it was not Qatar playing in this semifinal because I really want to fucking beat Qatar. And now it's actually a game I really emotionally care about. Yeah. And I did, did not want that. But And also, congrats, Canada. Hell yeah. Let's go. Look at the semis. Beat Mexico. That'd be awesome. Yeah. A U.S.-Canada final would be kind of cool. Yeah. Anything but Qatar in the final, honestly, would be good. Oh, nice. It would uh, suck to have a, a Mickey Mouse visiting nation win our Gold Cup. <laughs> from a very weak Asian confederation, too. Yeah. <laughs> the, the confederation that had... Well, actually, I guess it's not weak, because Australia left Oceania for Asia and hasn't yeah. lit the world on fire. So I guess it's not terrible, but... Yeah. But they're, they're also, like, mad sketch. How oh, shocker. Qatar sketchy. Uh, like, apparently their team, like, almost most of their, half their team was not born in Qatar. And, like, they've, like, pretty much, like, dragged these guys into the country when they're kids. And they're like, oh, you want to be a citizen? Here you go. And they're like, oh, by the way, he's like, playing for our national team. Just like the way they built their stadiums. Hmm. Yeah, Weird. Exactly. Go figure. Exactly. All right. Uh, next, the uh, U.S. women advanced to the knockout stages of the Olympics. Uh, they finished the group stage with a 1-1-1 one, one, and one record and uh, advanced over Australia based on goal difference uh, from that just absolute drubbing of New Zealand. Uh, they will take on the Netherlands July 30th at 7 a.m. So if you're up that early and you're not working, congratulations. You can watch the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'll probably be DVR for me. <clears throat> they they have uh, not been impressive in this tournament. Let, what's what's more disappointing right now? Their performance, of U.S. men's basketball. I would say the soccer team, honestly, because the men's team has went through this before. Yeah. The women's team, they were coming in on that huge uh, undefeated streak. And granted, they lost to a, a very good Swedish team, but to just eke out a win, or eke out a 0-0 draw against Australia in the last days, I don't know. Oh, yeah, it's a tough call. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel like they've had. I mean, I got to say, women's Olympics. I really been, haven't been paying attention much before, say, two, 2011, 2012. So, I mean, I was there for what they won the gold in 2012, but, you know, got choked in the quarterfinals in 2016. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, the men had a, a stinker, and I believe it was, what, 2004 in the basketball? Yep, the Allen Iverson era. Yeah. Um, so, they've certainly, in the Dream Team era, had a bad year. I don't know. I mean, this is, I mean, the, the one, one, and one, it's just like, wow, that's a men's team group stage record. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like we're certainly it certainly is, I think, a bit shocking to see them. So, yeah, I'd say maybe the women. Yeah, because I mean, it's because I think it is when they do fail in 
uh, the Olympics, it's usually at least in the knockout rounds, not so much in the uh, the group stage. And to be fair, they're 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 still in it. They could go on a run now, um, but they they have not given you much reason to believe they will at this point. They they look shockingly like they have no ideas of how to move the ball forward. I mean, they did it against New Zealand, but that was New Zealand, you know. So it, it's been very very disappointing for them no question if 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 they're out in the quarterfinals i mean there has to be a severe conversation about one do you keep the coach and two you got to do some major roster turnover and find some new players fast because let's not forget okay and i touched upon this last week that our, our team's getting a little older yeah yeah and and i had to move back to check because i wasn't sure uh, the U.S. women lost on penalty kicks in the 16 Olympics. Not even like they lost in yes. regulation, mm-hmm. right? So at least you can argue if you get the penalty kicks, it's kind of a, a crapshoot at that point. Mm-hmm. But I was just thinking about it, right? This group of players, aside from a few exceptions, steam literally steamrolled the 2019 Women's World Cup. Yes. They went 3-0-0 in group play with a plus 18 goal difference. And I double checked this because I wasn't sure. Beat Spain in the round of 16, beat France, beat England, beat Netherlands. Like the mm. English women were on a roll in that game or in that, that tournament and couldn't stand up to it. The host nation couldn't stand up to them. Like okay. they literally controlled that tournament. They didn't lose a single game. They didn't even draw a game. And coming to this Olympics with that 40-something match on beating streak, I mean, that's why I think it's a bigger upset. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things you – it makes you wonder if these Olympics had gone off like they were supposed to last year, if we'd be seeing the same results. Yeah. Um, Because in sports, you can age a lifetime in two years, you know? And it just looks like some of that – some of these ladies that that's what's happened. And actually the other thing that I think about is this women's team plays together a lot more than this men's basketball team ever does. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this I mean, the men are just coming off an NBA season, so and it's basically an NBA all-star team. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, if you factor all that together, that's why I say the women are the, the bigger disappointment it, at the moment. I'm not saying that, that they're not going to win, but I'm saying at the moment, if you compare the results. Well, I'll say it. They're not going to win. They're not going to win the gold. They're not going to win the gold. We'll see about the Netherlands. Actually, did the, did the men play their second game yet? No, tonight. No okay. Midnight. It's like midnight or 1230 tonight. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm not standing up for that. No, it yeah. is. Oh, they're playing Iran. They better fucking win. <laughs> well, if they lost that one, that'd be hilarious. If they lose that one, I think that's officially close to the book, regardless of whatever the women's soccer team does. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last bit of stuff at the dumping ground, at least as far as we have on the agenda. Uh, kind of random, but Patrick Mahomes joined the ownership group of Sporting Kansas City. Good for him. I, I just have one comment about this because it was posted on MLS's Instagram page and it bothered me a little bit that they did a 
MLS owners top 11 uh I don't, I don't know celebrity owners mm-hmm. so like they got, LAFC. oh well of course they got magic johnson they got nomar in there you know they got uh mahomes is in there mia ham of course lafc again kevin durant bobble griffey junior here, here here's my problem they have a bench and this guy is on the bench of their of their celebrity owners, but I think he should be in this whatever the starting eleven is because he's pretty much the original for me the original celebrity team minority owner Drew Carey. He was like day one with the Seattle Sounders if you remember. Drew Carey is a hardcore national team supporter. He goes to all the the national games. The guy loves the sport. The guy's definitely not in it to get some kind of like fun, ha ha, let me wear a scarf celebrity status. Mm-hmm. He is a fan. He's been on TV a million times. Like I said, a national game, Sounders games, the guy loves this team. And MLS puts him on the bench because he's not cool anymore, I guess, right? Yeah. He's yeah. not cool. Just like he's the host of Price is Right. <laughs> Listen, I know. I know how cool he is. I love this TV show. Yeah. Well, if I, but, if I recall, he, he was actually instrumental in many of the supporter cultural like things like the, the fact that the fans get to vote on the general manager's job. Like I think, I believe he was instrumental in making that happen. For he hundred percent was. Yeah. With the Sounders. Yeah. He was big time. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's that, basically him and Paul Allen. They're the owners, right? So yeah, more, more Paul Allen than Drew Carey, Drew Carey, you know, but I, I just look at these other owners and I feel most of them are just like, I know Beckham actually Beckham's not bad. Beckham does have a lot of involvement, which is cool. Um, but I mean, some of these other guys, do you really think they they even care? Do they even think they know what their, their, their team sits in the standings? Yeah. Do you think Will Ferrell has any idea what's going on aside from like, oh, okay, there they are. He, he showed up to the, Will Ferrell's LA, a technically an LAFC owner. He showed up for like a few matches, but like when they first started. I like think he's kind of legit. Cameras, but. I think he's kind of legit. Uh, McConaughey, come on. He showed up in a green suit and played his bongo. He, he better be <laughs> in the starting did. 11. That he did. I mean, clearly that's pre-course team. That's not. Yeah. That's not his team. So oh, what? I don't know. Little little gripe MLS Instagram page. Just saying. Little minor gripe for you guys. Oh, one uh, random other celebrity MLS news guy. Did you see that uh, Kanye West showed up to Atlanta United game uh, wearing like a stocking over his head? Yep. And he apparently is now living in the visitors' <laughs> locker room at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. While he works on his his album. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He he was there in, like, a full down winter jacket with with the, this, like, what you would expect, I don't know, like an 80s bank robber to wear in a bad movie over his head. Like, that kind of stocking. Yeah. When we free Britney, can we get them to do a collaboration? (laughs) (laughs) Good that would be the most insane shit ever. I just wonder when the uh, Kanye conservatorship's coming. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> so- South Park, where are you? We need you right now. <laughs> he does love fish sticks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else for the dumping grounds? No, sir. That's it. Okay. Then it's time for Pat's betting corner. All Damn, right. That that sound like worth. Not uh, anymore. It don't. Blue, 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 blue. Um. All right. So this week I'm going to go with Columbus on the road against New York City FC. That's right. Suck a dick. Blue team. 
Uh, I'm going to go with the Sounders over the San Jose Earthquakes and Sporting Kansas City over SC Dallas. That is my three-team parlay of the week. Nice. Maybe I'll start being able to use that soon. I think uh, before football season starts, they're going to make it official down here. Hmm. Watch, I'll lose like five bucks the first time I I follow Pat's uh, advice. Yeah. Oh, I've, right. cost a lot of, I've cost a lot of people money this year. <laughs> All right. Uh, our last thing is Truman's terrible team of the week. Uh, I I kind of heard him. I was like, it, yeah, it, it was like right there. I got to figure something out. I heard My a whisper. All right. So I, I'm not going to mention who this team lost to. I'm just going to say that this uh, designation is going to Orlando City because they lost 5 nothing on the road somewhere. To some team, I, I'm not going to give this team any credit. Uh, you guys can do your research and figure it out. But does this team this was, have no? Don't I, no, no. They don't. They have nothing. They have nothing. Oh. They don't have colors. Nothing. A stadium. They have nothing of their own. Uh, <laughs> That's where not the question I asked doesn't even give it away. No, they, we do not not going to acknowledge their existence. We just know their Orlando lost on the road, and there's they've kind of started a little bit of a slight decline because of us. The one game we actually performed well. So they're on a slight, just a tiny slide. Uh, I'd like to thank us for that, but it's no excuse to lose to, as a John Cena team, because you can't see them. Five nothing. It's the Rocky Five of teams. It doesn't exist. No. All right. Uh, Is there anything else we want to talk about this week? God, no. Uh, I think we exhausted everything. Okay. Uh, let's wrap this one up. You can visit us at patreon.com slash Rant. One buck a month is all you need for exclusive content, such as our monthly wrap-up, live post-games, anything we decide to do. We never did a June wrap-up, so I think we need to do a June-July one. Oh. So I Good. guess sometime next week. Great. Okay. Uh, red, email us redbullrant at gmail.com if you want to call us 973-348-5329 facebook.com slash redbullrant on twitter at redbullrant for the show at doc Destouche for myself at the Truman for Truman subscribe to the show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast last words before we get out of here I would love to see some U.S. teams win this week. I mean, that would be a that would be a nice treat. Um, any of them, all of them, I'll take okay. any of that. It would be all be all super. Uh, that being said, I would be shocked and amazed if Saturday night, first of all, the team does not get rained out again from some some other crazy storm that rolls into the area and floods half of Harrison. Uh, but please, do me just. Surprise me this week. Wait, all right, make us feel good. Get out there, score fucking two goals, and somehow win. Uh, yeah, all three teams. It'd be nice if you won. And just so you know, U.S. is up in volleyball over Tunisia by like nine points right now. Great. All right, there we go. We're doing so it. So somebody's winning. <laughs> All right, for Pat Schoon and myself, this has been episode 370 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Cut his fucking head off. Lights. <laughs>